Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to The Leadership File, bringing you conversations with leaders and experts on leadership themes. I'm Andy Peck, your host, uh, thanking you for joining us. You don't need to spend time in people-based ministry without realising that some people face some pretty complex challenges. And many know that counselling is one of the solutions that can help ease or even solve the problems. Well, I'm joined this week by two specialists in this field, Bob Stradling and Heather Churchill. Uh, Bob trained initially as an accountant before moving into lecturing. He has taught at a number of universities before becoming the head of the business school at Inverness College, part of the University of the Highlands and Islands. He was then asked to be part of the team that relaunched Springdale College, now for mission, uh, before becoming college director of Waverley Abbey uh, College. Uh, Heather is the programme director for the BA Ons in counselling at Waverley Abbey College and has many years of experience as a trainer, counsellor and supervisor and is a registered senior accredited counsellor stroke psychotherapist with the British Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy and the Association of Christian Counselors. So, uh, Bob Stradling and Heather Churchill, welcome to the Leadership File. Yeah, Thank you morning. for having us, Andy. Good, good to have you along. Um, so I guess we, we have to clarify first what we mean by counselling. Uh, given the range of thinking within the Christian church, some of it perhaps ill-informed Ill by TV dramas, uh, do you find the scepticism and confusion regarding what it is and, and why it's needed? It's a really interesting question because last night... Um, I was watching a television programme with my husband and granddaughter um, and they had a therapist on the okay. programme. Um, and within two minutes, I, I commented, actually, he would be struck off um, <laughs> if he did, if this was in real life. Right, yeah. And I think some of the difficulty, you know, he, he, it was a caricature, I think, because he was reading his texts and broke confidentiality and did everything you wouldn't do. But I think that, that sort of portrayal of counselling or, or psychotherapy doesn't help people really understand what it is, how it differs from pastoral care in the church, how it complements. So I think there is a scepticism, dare I even say a bit of hostility sometimes towards counselling in the church, which I think is quite sad because I think it's very complementary ministry. Sure. Yeah, and I think Heather makes a great point that it is a ministry mm. and um, I, I could still be in the main university sector but I choose to work uh, in theologically based education not because I'm actually a counsellor but because I'm passionate about equipping people properly mm. for ministry mm. uh, in, in all sorts of fields so I, I you know, we, you have a great discussion about the future of Christian theological education, but much of it will be bivocational. And so equipping people, uh, which we do at the Waverley Abbey College, with a professional expertise in counselling, but with a, a, a Christian uh, anthropological worldview underpinning and where the sort of theology is woven in mm. to, to the teaching is something that makes me very proud. And, you know, the fact that we're, be, we're putting something like 50 people a year into the UK mission field in different areas mm. is, is really important to me. Sure, mm. sure. And, and, and Heather, you mentioned the confusion over the difference between pastoral care and, mm. and, and counselling. And some church leaders listening will think, well, come on, I, you know, I, I chat with people all the time mm. and, and try and give my uh, advice. Um, 
Uh, what's the difference between what I'm doing and and what we might call therapy or, or, or counselling? If you don't mind me just answering a, a question yes, you do. haven't asked me just before yeah, that, yeah. I, I think I want to say that I have experienced personally sort of two sides, almost two camps. Hmm. You have the pastoral carers, the people that do the listening, the people that do the the befriending, that can sometimes be very hostile to counselling. And, and the counsellors equally can be disapproving of the people that do the befriending and the and the listening and I want to say I, I find that really heartbreaking because I think the two are complementary that that actually the befriending the listening the caring the loving of people in the church cannot the value of that cannot be underestimated but there are times when people have had very difficult childhoods often where there is a need for an expertise and that's mm. where the professional psychotherapist or counsellors can come in and actually give and provide that level of expertise that, that church ministers or church pastoral care workers don't have. And so the two really, I think, should ideally in the church work together hand in hand. And I understand, I mean, Waverley Abbey College's training of counsellors initially, I think back in the day when Salwyn Hughes founded mm. the charity, was intended to help local churches to yes. develop counselling. In, in practice, of course, people typically want to go to someone outside their local church, which is perhaps a little sad, perhaps? Uh, well, I More don't know. I mean, I think sometimes if people have got some really difficult issues that they don't want to sort of be facing the, the same person on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Having someone outside of the church but is still a Christian and understands the faith issues that they're likely to bring, I think that can be very valuable. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a counsellor, mm. uh, and I do the sometimes manage to do the listening um, mm. uh, to people and trying to care for people and, and support people through difficult times. Mm. But... I think one of the key things I've learned uh, whilst I've been at Waverley is that you can't solve people's problems uh, in, in the way that I would normally know. As somebody who's worked in business schools, who's somebody who has uh, helped do quite a lot of work in different colleges where you know, you've got significant challenges you're having to deal with to turn departments around and so on, uh, those are technical things you can solve. And when I meet people, unfortunately, I often have my problem-solving hat on, <laughs> don't I, Heather? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And um, But as a counsellor, it, it, it's not about uh, here is a person's problem, how do I solve it? And I think you... Yeah, it's more about helping them solve their own problems. I mean, I th it's not just chatting because you go round and round in circles. It's definitely focused on helping a person sometimes get out of a situation that they don't know how to get out of, but it's coming alongside them and helping them find those answers for themselves rather than you providing mm. them with that advice. So there must be some uh, dangers to avoid when offering amateur help and what you might call homespun wisdom. Hmm. So I think, I think I would say... Actually, I'm going to use an example, if that's all right, for someone that came to one of my days training on sexual abuse. Mm. It was a church minister and a pastoral care worker. And they came up to me afterwards and said, look, they've got someone in their church that's been sexually abused, doesn't want to see a counsellor, wants to just um, talk to this pastoral care worker who they'd built a relationship of trust with. And 
they asked me what I thought and I said the most important thing is that if this person has found someone that they can really trust and someone that really listens and, and loves them in the purest sense of the word, then go ahead with that. And if you find as you're going along that you get out of your depth a little bit and you feel, no, I think we could do with some professional help, don't be afraid to suggest that to the person. But then don't just send them off to the counsellor. Carry on supporting them. So I think, I think I'd probably say use your instinct, but don't underestimate just coming alongside someone. Not everybody needs professional counselling. Sometimes people just need to be listened to, to understood. And so that would be my, my words of wisdom. Sadly, with the, the rise in mental health issues, yeah. uh, it can take a long time for you yeah. to get any professional help. So, Almost impossible. So often, often the church is left with yeah. months of, of doing what they can. Yes, I think it's almost impossible sometimes to, to find a counsellor under the NHS. And there are, you do have to pay sometimes not that much. Some people offer a reduced fee. Um, there are a lot of Christian counsellors out there. We we have our own Find a Counsellor um, on the Waverley Abbey College website. So does the Association of Christian Counsellors. Um, if you really need some help or you need some support, then find help the person find a counsellor. Um, but don't stop talking and listening to them. And now we have church leaders on, at Waverley Abbey College, I understand, yes. who, are, who are training for counselling. So, so talk, maybe, Bob, you could talk a little bit about the, the, you know, someone's listening, thinking crumbs, yeah, I, maybe I could do with some counselling training. What, what would they, what sort of time would they need? What sort of costs would it be? Talk about that kind of area. OK, well, it is a commitment because there, there are, the, the counselling we provide at Waverley Abbey College is in a higher education framework. So you can get uh, trained as a counsellor in a further education framework and there are courses out there. But um, because we, we work in higher education, uh, the basic award that you, you do to gain a, a counselling qualification would be a higher education diploma in counselling because that's the lowest level of higher education award that people like the, the British Association of Counsellors and Psychotherapists, the BACP, recognise as giving somebody the, the skills they need. Many of our students actually go on to do the full honours degree. Uh, those who already have a degree sometimes uh, do a, a, an access course and can go on to a master's in counselling so they can st study the same material but at a slightly uh, different level. So, um, But lots of people before then need to go through quite a long journey of discovery and we offer a five-day course which is called Introduction to Christian Care and Counselling and it's really helpful because so many people go on it with that oh am I a counsellor you know people come to me they they, they come to me they I listen well am I am I being called to be a counsellor and for so many people they come on that and they realise they are not uh, it helps them to discern that part of God's call on their life. But for a, a good number of people, it affirms the call and uh, really helps them to say, yes, this I understand what counselling is and isn't, and helps them to really uh, move on. 
Now, um, again, I, I, I can't tell you all the costs off the top of my head. They're on, on the website. And, and of course, unfortunately, they do change year, from, year by year. But effectively, you know, there's a fee we pay to the university for the validation. And then there's a fee for tuition. And then if you stay at the house, at Waverley Abbey House, there's a fee for accommodation. Though we are looking at different ways to help uh, reduce the costs. So a couple of years ago, we introduced a, a, a different mode of study uh, from that which we traditionally used. Uh, traditionally, we had little block releases throughout the year where people would come and stay for either a week or a long weekend. Uh, but now we're offering that uh, one day a week. Uh, so people can come and study and they come in you know, on a set day of each week over uh, the academic year. By doing that, it's actually given us the opportunity to explore the possibility to deliver uh, our counselling training regionally. And I'm pleased to say that we actually have started our first regional training hub uh, up in Bradford, our northern hub, so on the M62 corridor. And uh, we'd love to open a couple of other uh, hubs uh, as we learn from that and uh, because we believe you know, there's a real pressing need uh, to equip people. We're, we're based in the southeast of the country. The majority of our students come from that geographic region. So you know, the, the more quickly we can spread, uh, the better it will be to help equip people around the country. Well, you're listening to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Bob Stradling and Heather Churchill. We're looking at counselling and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to The Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Bob Stradling and Heather Churchill. We're looking particularly at counselling. Uh, they both work at uh, Waverley Abbey College, whose uh, courses include uh, counselling courses underpinned by a Christian worldview, including an undergraduate and uh, postgraduate level. Um, we were talking before the break of, uh, of, of the structure, a little bit of, of, of counselling, if you're listening and you're thinking, yeah, this might be for me. It is a commitment, but it's in terms of time commitment, it is part time uh, you're not needing to go away residentially for months at a time but you can um, you know there's a, a an opportunity to access the, the training at a, at a convenient way uh, Heather you looked as if you were about to say something at the uh, before we went to the break oh thank you Andy I was just wanted to sort of chip in after what Bob had talked about because I think I, I, it would be totally inappropriate for me to say we are the only training organization although we do we are the only uh, training organisation that we are unique in, that we are the only one that offers a, a single honours counselling programme that's underpinned by a Christian worldview. But I think I just want to stress that Christian counselling traditionally in the UK has got a really, and ha has had a very bad reputation. And that has been because there have been Christian counselling programmes taught that don't meet the required professional and ethical and competency standards that would be required by the profession. And I think I would just want to say if anyone's thinking of going for counselling training, it's really important that they they have the training that meets those required standards set by the British Association for Counselling and Psychotherapy, for example, or the Association of Christian Counsellors so that they are they become competent really competent counselors and have the skills the knowledge the understanding and the self-awareness to become really good counselors but there i i don't want that to put people off because there is such a massive need out there i think i was i was amazingly impressed by the archbishop of canterbury saying recently about his own mental health difficulties and i i was humbled as i listened to him sharing that and i think 
we don't generally as a church, we're not good at actually saying we're struggling. Yeah. So I think there's a massive need out there for counsellors to be trained really competently, um, but particularly for Christian counsellors to understand some of the Christian issues that come into counselling. Mm. Yeah, it's it's one of those really interesting things because um, whilst we we are validated by Middlesex University and we 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 have our external examiners and they they make sure the quality is right. Um, actually, for so many people, the degree is almost a byproduct mm. of a process of equipping. And you know, and our our our, our aim is not to give award people degrees. Our aim is to equip people for ministry. Mm. And that's a really different yeah. set of motivations. Mm. But again, I think we want to equip people who are really competent, who will not bring the name of the church and the name of Jesus Christ into disrepute mm. through their actions. And, and, and unfortunately, I'm sure uh, so many of us know of people who have um, not worked know well in their chosen career and then try to sort of justify it with a christian veneer uh, mm. that their, 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 their lack of competence or their lack of integrity uh, i can think of a unfortunately i can think of a colleague in the university sector mm. who actually in a public meeting when she was challenged said oh you're 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 um about a, an issue of no no an ethical issue actually so mm. well I'm I'm being persecuted just like Jesus was, and I'm and I'm thinking no, you're being challenged because you haven't done your job well. Yeah. Mm. And mm. I think that's that, that's the yeah. thing we want people to, to people say these counsellors no, they're competent. They're competent, yeah. and they are. And there's a kind of um, I understand the language of pastoral counselling, which some listeners may be familiar with, which which is essentially I, I've here's some Bible verses that I want to tell you about so that you can deal with things because because this is what god's saying and although there's obviously some you we wouldn't argue against the value of that no doubt the approach you're suggesting within a, a, a academic and professional framework is is, a, is chalk and cheese from that sort of let's throw some verses it is and i think it's a difficult one because i i'm i've been a christian for far more years than I'd care to disclose over the radio because people will think I'm a very old person. But <laughs> I've been a Christian for, for a long time, 40, nearly 50 years. Um, so I can't discount the value of scripture and, and how much it's helped me. But when you've got someone, for example, who's really grieving, throwing Bible verses at them doesn't help. Mm. Telling someone who's really grieving you know, God does love them and so they just need to move on, doesn't help. Mm. They just need to be listened to and loved. Yeah. And I'm not overly fond of Bible verses being used in that way, whether that's in counselling or in pastoral care, mm. that, that generally sometimes the person themselves will say that, that the Holy Spirit's brought this verse to them. Then that's wonderful. Then we can start exploring that and listen to mm. that. But generally to, to just throw Bible verses at, at someone... That isn't really very helpful. It tends to be a bit counterproductive. Sure. Yeah. And in fact, uh, Selwyn Hughes, in his autobiography, describes a, a seminal moment in his own life in ministry when uh, a man came to him mm. uh, in deep uh, distress and Selwyn used the techniques he'd been taught at Bible college. You know, he prayed with the man, he, gave, he opened the Bible and gave him some scriptures 
Uh, but then the following day, that man unfortunately committed suicide. And that impacted Selwyn uh, so significantly that he, it, it, it made him realise that there must there, there, there needs to be more than just sticking plaster verses. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that he then went on a journey of discovery. Mm -hmm. uh, he went to the United States, worked with people like Larry Crabb mm -hmm. um, to begin to explore, is there any uh, commonality? Is there any way in which the Christian faith and some of the psychology theories uh, no, come together. Mm, can uh, be integrated, yeah. yeah. And gradually he found there was. And he, you know, it was, and what we look at on the course, and Heather knows this far mm. better than me, so I, I hesitate to say, but as, as we, we will look at traditional psychological theories and the, you know, explore some of the uh, concepts that you know, people like Freud or Jung put forward, but then say, well, what is the Christian position on this mm. um, and, and, and debate with it and engage with it. It's a bit like Paul going to the, you know, the, the to Athens and, and being mm. there on the Acropolis and saying, you've got all these different gods and here is our God yeah. <laughs> and, and let's talk about it and, and, and we create this debate and I think it's that in that debate that yeah. uh, the, Christ, the, the message of Christ is heard. And I think it's really sad that some Christians view psychological insight with with uh, hostility, believing mm. because it's not it's scriptural, then we won't use it. But if we broke our leg, we wouldn't be expecting the doctor at the hospital to use the Bible to help mend our broken leg. No. Um, we'd be expecting the doctor to use all the scientific discoveries um, to help repair us. And mm. I think the same is true for mental health. It, there's a, I mean, the, the the truth of scripture can, personally, I say, cannot be denied. But you can integrate psychological theories that are compa very compatible with scripture and make use of those to help other people. Yeah. Mm. Well, in our time remaining, we just, uh, perhaps Waverley Abbey College, although we're focusing today on counselling, also has, um, is developing other courses, Bob? We have brought in other courses. Uh, we hope to bring in a course next year on public leadership, for instance, where we would want to train people in any area or sphere of public leadership, uh, whether it's uh, health, education, uh, government, local or central, um, politics, uh, charity sector, uniform services, where people are saying, I've got a vocation here in this area. How do I sort of bring my faith into the public square in a, in a coherent way. So how can we then begin to make better policy decisions that will help this our society uh, to recover its, its heart and soul? And so I think there's, there, there is this range. And, and again, um, I could describe an arc from counselling through to uh, some of the spiritual formation programmes we're now running, where we are running courses on pastoral care, mentoring and coaching. Uh, spiritual uh, direction and, and chaplaincy, things which are, are helping the community and helping individuals uh, go on that journey of wellness from, you know, because not as, as Heather said, not everybody needs counselling, but everybody at some stage may yes. need a, 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 a friend to listen to them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, to, to, to help speak into their life. Where is God mm. calling you? Mm. Uh, to help mentor people so that they can make better life choices. 
Uh, and then I think there is something else which I've yet to discover about Christian community. I think there is a real need to create what I'm, I'm calling them abbots and abbesses for the 21st century. Okay. Um, so I, I think on, on that, I, I'll perhaps okay. try to create a picture. But well, it's, it's a time is defeated, sadly. But I understand you do have um, some open days coming up, which uh, can enable uh, folk who are listening maybe to come along and find out. Um, Saturday, 21st of March in the morning, uh, yep. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's right, yep. Uh, and then Saturday, the 18th of April, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yep, very welcome. Um, and again, you know, if somebody's really desperate to visit, uh, you know, I'm sure we could fit somebody in just if they want to come and say hello uh, just to have a, a, a visit um, Waverley Abbey House is built on the grounds of Waverley Abbey uh, it was the first Cistercian monastery it's built nearly 900 years ago there was a Saxon monastery before that built in the 9th century so there's been worship on this site for over a thousand years and the Celts sometimes refer the Celtic Christianity refers to thin spaces where heaven and earth are close together and so many people say that Waverley Abbey House mm. is a thin space. Mm. So even if you just, you know, you want to experience more, a little bit more of presence of God, <laughs> you know. Come to an open day. Come yeah. to an open day. Yeah. Well, thank you both very much. That's Bob Stradling and Heather Churchill. Very grateful for your thank you. insights today. And thank you for listening. Do log on to Premier's own website. Uh, you can find archived versions of Leadership Flower, including this one in due course. This is Andy Peck. Thank you for joining us. God bless. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apec at cwr.org.uk. Thank you.